Hey y'all, this is Courtney, one of your co-hosts. And this is Kiana. And welcome back to Bitches Love Brunch. We are excited to be back. Uh, You guys haven't heard our voices like this in a long time. We haven't recorded a fresh episode for you in a minute since we did the live show. And then we did the mashup with the guys from 72 and 10 and Sweats and Suits. Um, So we're excited to be back because we're going to have some fresh topics for you. We're also going to give a little recap of the weekend in Cleveland. The crazy weekend, yet fun weekend in Cleveland. Um, And then, of course, get into our tips and everything um, of the week. So, Kiana D. Yeah. How did you enjoy the the live show in Cleveland? (laughs) The live show in Cleveland was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was fun to be back home. Um, Visions Blue was really dope. You know, I enjoyed myself there. Um, I see Pam looked out. We really appreciated her showing so much love to everybody. They even made us, um, what was those? They made us some bombs. They weren't our normal. What what normally do we drink? (laughs) A lunchbox. Oh, yeah, those lunchboxes. And she made something different. It was still good, though. It was. It was. Those are still really good. the beer. Uh, so they literally like catered to us. It was I thought I had a really good experience with them. Um so shout out to Vision Blue, shout out to Corey for looking out, him and his moms. They did their thing. It was a lot of fun to, you know, be with our friends. A lot of people showed up and showed out. We really appreciate everybody for coming out. That was so much love. It was super dope. Um kicking it with <laughs> the 72 and 10 podcast for the first time was super lit. Um that that was an experience, you know, just to have that experience being the first experience we've ever had face to face. We were extremely comfortable with mm-hmm. one another. Um, mm-hmm. Sweating suits, you know. Seth is a fucking clown, so, <laughs> and I mean that in the most Constantly. respectful way ever. I feel like Seth is like an annoying big brother, like he just like a gnat, like he just won't <laughs> leave me the fuck alone. So. <laughs> I, I, I love sweating suits. Y'all were playing off of each other all weekend, though. It was hilarious. We like, it were. It for real was like that brother-sister relationship. Y'all just kept going at it with each other. It literally feels like my big brother. And shout out to his wife, Courtney. Like, his wife was so dope. She was there she just was. kicking it with us. Like, Courtney was so cool. And I was like, I can see... Well, one, how you deal with him. How, how, how does that work? And then for two, like... She was just so laid back. I'm just like, you got a dope-ass wife. <laughs> right. And her homegirl. Yes. I feel, I feel bad. I cannot remember her name. I'm going to go look it up. But I cannot remember her name. But they were just so dope. Like, they just came into the fold. Like, it was nice to be around some black women where, where it wasn't no... And not to say that this is the type of lives that we live where it's going to be drama or anything like that. But it was just dope for it just to be like, we could all just kick it, all of us. Like, the dudes... Their significant others just coming into the fold and just having a good ass time. It literally <clears> just <throat> felt like a big family reunion that whole weekend. Mind you, the family that you ain't never met before, and then realize you got a lot in common right. with your cousins that you ain't never met, <laughs> like your distant cousins, <laughs> like your second and third cousins that you don't see all the time. Yeah, so that was funny. Eric was funny. He was real well, chill, a lot more chill than what I thought. Um, that's funny you said that because I was what I'm like, well, not everybody was like cousins, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was still <laughs> a really clear. a really really good time. It was super lit, y'all. We stayed up. I mean, I got minimal sleep in Cleveland. 
Oh, very. Minimal sleep in Cleveland. And by the time I made, like, I was so pressed to get sleep that the next morning I checked out before the hotel, um, before checkout. Usually I'm staying until checkout, okay? I'm getting all my coins worth. And I'm going to eat some breakfast before I go on the road. But I got my ass up and got on that road and came to Nashville and went right back to sleep. I think I got a total of eight hours of sleep in that weekend. It it was so... The first night was just crucial. The first night set the precedence to how the whole weekend it went. It did. It did. That's when... And I can't even say it was the first night. It was definitely the first hour. Courtney, first off, let me just... Like, let me say this because we never talked about this. But I just... And we're not going to go into detail. But I just need to know. Do you remember the conversation that Tremaine and I had in the car? Outside of the hotel. Was I in the car? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yes. I mean, I forgot we were in the car. I forgot but that I don't... even happened. Oh, now it's coming back to me. But, yes. Oh, that weekend was hilarious. That is funny. That was. Um, like I said, within the first hour of all of us meeting each other literally for the first time, like, I cannot stress that enough. Um we just got real comfortable. A couple debates were had. Um, what kind of debates? I mean, <laughs> I mean, it was it was for real. Everything. First of all, my homegirl was with me. Um, she came up from Columbus, and so we love to get into those like conversations, talking about black folks, the community, all of that. So all of that was happening. I think we got into a good conversation with Q because he was the only one that was not late. Um, to happy hour. Right. Q actually um, came to happy hour. Right. And made it for happy hour prices. Keep in mind, y'all, happy hour went until 9 o'clock. And it starts at like <laughs> so, 4.30. <laughs> yes. It starts so at like 4.30. So Q made it before happy hour ended. Those other Negroes had hella time to get there. But that was one debate. I think we were talking to Q about... Um, but that's when Tony peed on himself. But we know we already talked about that because you know we already put that in the, ep- the episode. Yes, yes. But they they talked about because we talked about that on the mashup. Right. That's when he really revealed it. <laughs> that's when he that's when he pissed on himself. <laughs> right. That's when. So he had to do he had to do a clothes change, wardrobe change. They they just you're right. They so they I guess I'll give them that because they went through a lot, um, getting to Cleveland. But what were the other debates? Well, I wouldn't call the other thing a debate. I think Q called it a spat. But there was just some conversation about interracial dating. Um, If you listen to 72 and 10, then you know Q is married to a white woman, loves his wife. That's no thing. Somehow we got into a debate of black men that prefer dating white women or something of that nature. And... I just want to go on the record and say that I have no problem with black women or black men who date white women. I mean, it's not what I prefer to see, but go on, do your thing. I have a problem with the men that are saying I prefer white women because black women are too difficult. They're too loud. They're too ghetto. They're too aggressive. They're too this. They're too that. Whatever. If that's your thing, go ahead and stick to it. But, you know, you can't degrade a black woman in the process. You know what I'm saying? So, I think that was one little spat or maybe just some misunderstanding. And I thought that, you know, everybody was over it until apparently the apologies that were <laughs> given to us black queens were a little facetious. So, um, but why Eric that was interesting. 
did. He did. He did. But Eric was talking a whole lot of shit after, after the fact. The fact he wasn't saying shit. After the fact. I would have had no idea. Girl, we wouldn't have had no idea about a lot. About a lot. A lot of things. What did you what did you say on the phone to me earlier? Oh about guys being on the sidelines. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was saying like, you know, nobody in Cle- not that we were expecting people just to like I don't expect people to pull up and shoot their shot. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't expect that. But if you do, like just do it. But every nigga that was there was shooting was dribbling on the sidelines. That day. They was yeah. anxious, but nobody said anything. So, <laughs> <It was anxious. laughs> nobody said anything until afterwards. We were just like, huh? They were anxious. <laughs> and some people still ain't said nothing for real, for real. But... <laughs> Let truth be told. You know what? That was shady. That was so, <laughs> that was so shady. You sitting I'm there with sorry. palm trees Actually, around you sorry. right now. Where you at? You in Columbus or you I'm in Miami? I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> For the next hour and a half, maybe Miami. Oh, you so no. shady. I just, I, I, that's a question. And um, we are going to have a guest on in a couple of weeks, a guy. And so maybe that's a question that I'll, you know, say for him about one, the whole interracial dating. We know that that's something that we're going to talk about with him being on the episode. But two, I want to know, like. When guys feel like you're going to shoot your shot. And same for the ladies. I'll give, you know, my take on that too. But, like, why stand on the sidelines? When you could be out there playing with the rest of your homeboys, you know? Get on the court. That's just me, though. Listen, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. You better drop some knowledge. Okay, you miss 100% <laughs> of the shots that you, told, you don't take. Me and one of my homeboys, we, we talked ourselves into this one year. It was 2016. We said, you know what? It shoot your shot 16. And then we ain't shoot no shots. Yep. And then it would shoot your shot 17. And we shot some shots. But then I would shoot your shot 18. And they don't really rhyme that well. So we don't know what we're going to do this year. <laughs> <laughs> but those two years, we were, we were trying to get in the gym. You know, it ain't no mm-hmm. point in watching other people win. You sitting there dribbling mm-hmm. on the on the sideline on the bench. Put you, somebody tap them in. Unless you don't want to play. <laughs> right. Unless you just there for play play. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Unless this is a spectator sport for you, but you know. Yes. That's no. just my thoughts on it. Anyway, the rest of the weekend was a crazy good time. We had so the live fun. show. The live show was so dope. I appreciated all the love that we got from um, the audience, all the homies that came out to support us. Um, Yo, let me say this real quick. Else. Shout out to my auntie. Uh-uh. <laughs> Shout yes. out to my auntie Kim. If you, uh, you got to yes. understand, like, if you listen to the live show and you have to listen to. Wait, that's the auntie Kim that you always talk about? That's Lulu mother. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Okay. Yes, that's Lulu's <laughs> mom. So, like, um, she dropped some gems on everybody during a 72 and 10 segment. And, um, you know, it was really cool that afterwards they were like, you know, them type of women that you, you raised with, like, that's pretty dope. And, like, y'all, my right. auntie is a beast. I mean, like, in, in every sense of the word and form, like, she just kill shit like i just i love my aunt so shout out to my auntie kim even though she don't listen but yes. <laughs> she can't figure out the app 
That's okay. That's okay. We got to show her love anyway because she came through. I mean, and not somebody that was just in the audience, you know, because we had hella people like saying things during our show. But she came up during the 72 and 10 segment, sat in one of the chairs, got that mic and dropped while her hair was crisp okay while her outfit was fresh okay my auntie plays no games (laughs) i said i looked at my cousin i was even like yes it feels so good to be back back home because that's what aunties look like in cleveland okay they sure do thorough not a hot ghetto mess honey she was put together right head to toe i remember the shoes she had on i was like (laughs) I may not remember many things from that weekend, but Auntie was fly. Right, you didn't remember the weather, which was trash. <laughs> which I'm just like, how? I didn't. How can you not? I didn't. The weather was so trash that weekend, but everything else, you know, from the happy hour to what was that Bar Louie to recording that night at the hotel until 4 a.m. Then our after party, I left the after party early, so I didn't witness all of the tragedies that happened at the after party. There were some casualties. Um, I was not there to witness it, but I heard hella stories. Courtney was there for part of them, and then she got to witness the full shebang. (laughs) Yeah. You know how, like, when you go to see the fireworks after, you know, on 4th of July, I witnessed the finale. (laughs) Like... What what did he call himself? Master P.P.? What's he no, R.I.P. R.I.P.? R.I.P.? Yeah. That shit is... Tony was Master P.P. That yeah. shit is funny. Two out of three people from 70 to a 10 pissed themselves. And it's public knowledge, so I can say it. Right. Because <laughs> I wouldn't like, tell nobody. Because I would have just been it. like, yeah. you know what, they're my homies, I'm going to keep it under wraps. But them niggas shared it, so I'm going to tell y'all. They need some depends. Right. And I feel like I can share it, too, because I witnessed one of them. And well, let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me just say this. So there was an after party and T-Main wanted to go shot for shot with our girl, Simone. Before he died, I tried to tell him and I tried to tell his homeboy. The self-proclaimed like, this zombie, is not by what the you way. Do. Right. This is not what you want to do. One, because... I know how we can drink, especially as Bobcats. And I knew Simone would be able to last. Like, she's in it for the long haul, guys. <laughs> like this, And, and T-Main was already done for. So by the time I left the after party, he was already on the couch dead. <laughs> and so at some point, Kiana heard him say, I'm going to die tonight. He said, I'm going to die tonight and come back as a zombie. I said... We've been doing that for years, but I've never told anybody that was the plan. Right. (laughs) But when I tell you, he fulfilled that plan, and I saw him come back to life as a zombie. Self-fulfilling prophecy. He couldn't hear a word I was saying. Really? (laughs) It Um, was incoherent. (laughs) Like, he really was. Like, he was up. He was moving. He was walking around. But, like, we were yelling at him, and he did not hear us. He just went about his his business and peed and fell back out. Wow. Fell all the way back out. And how did y'all like, wake I was, him up? I was for real in shock. We couldn't. We didn't. So how did he get up? Until like I think I think it took 
how many of us were? One, two, three, three, four. <laughs> four of us to be like, yo, dude, like, get up. It's time to go. Wow. <laughs> like, y'all just gotta, y'all just gotta, y'all just gotta pack your shit and go. Um, so yeah, I don't even, I don't even think, and I think he mentioned this on one of their episodes, like, I don't even think he remembers anything, maybe until the next day. I could correct me if I'm wrong, fellas, but he doesn't remember anything up until that point. <laughs> so until Sunday, but he doesn't recall any of that. They they need help. <laughs> they they seriously need some assistance, and I don't know if they're on spring break or something. I don't know, <laughs> but they <laughs> they were wild. You're not gonna do them like that. <laughs> that was that was our working men. <laughs> listen, listen. First off, working or not, I still go on spring break. I'm taking a trip. Every spring, when the weather break, I'm out of here. Okay. Oh my god. But gosh. they they were definitely on spring break. Figuratively, you would have thought. Yeah, y- yeah. It was it was a lot. It was a lot of trash, but it was a lot um, of good times as well. Like I said, debates here and there. You know that play cousin fun. And just called it a day. It was, I think come Sunday, nobody even said anything to each other. Folks were just out and separated <laughs> in, in their own zones and went about their own separate lives. Yeah, people just went back to their respective cities. Yeah. They were just like, you know. Ain't say nothing to we nobody. We came, we saw, we conquered, and we're going to take our ass. Some of us, home. most of us conquered. <laughs> Man, that, that. I'm sorry, I think teammate lost that one. I will say this. Like, that was, it was a, it was a weekend that. Created memories I will never forget. So we look forward to meeting back up with the boys. We had a damn good time. We did. A damn good time. So um, it was so much love. I just wish y'all understood. Like I know y'all understand. Like You don't know people. It takes you a while to warm up to people to like, really get to know them. All that happened, it was the real world, Courtney. That's what it was. It was. How many other strangers one? College, come together? College, uh, what, the real world? The the BT version. College Hill, college. Yes. Is that when, when that was you in know what I'm LA? About? <laughs> Something. Yeah, we was the BET I version. I think I remember that. Yes, we really were. Of the real world. But yeah. Shout out to 72 and 10 and sweats and suits. Um, good ass time. Thanks for bringing us along for the ride, and uh, hope y'all enjoy Cleveland. Yeah. Alrighty, so that was a good recap. This week, oh, Kiana, are you drinking? No, you know I'm not drinking. <laughs> <laughs> we normally pass the mimosa, and so, you know, I wanted to see if anybody was drinking. I'm not drinking either, actually. I thought I was going to but i'm not so girl you know time got away from me i had a couple errands to run so i ended up not picking anything up that's grown people stuff you know i ran a few errands okay (laughs) you went to the grocery store (laughs) (laughs) i got it i had to get things done before i came home right so no not drinking this week well i was drinking some water (laughs) some cucumber water that's about it but yeah i'm a sober fun tonight all right, Kiana. So, what's what's our first topic for this week? Ooh, Jack, I'm excited. <laughs> I don't know which one to do first, but I'm gonna go with the one that, um, you know, we I've been 
most recently dabbling in. So the first topic for this week's episode is going to be about women taking their husband's last name. So what Cordy and I did is we proposed a question um, to some of our faithful followers just to get some of their reactions. Um, We saw a post on Instagram that said, I really like to hear the reasoning behind women who won't take their husband's last name. And so we asked people, ladies, when you get married or if you are married, did you or will you take your husband's last name? Um, Mm -hmm. Courtney, what results did you get? And then I'll share mine. Like, what's your your percentages? Well, because, again, people don't follow instructions. Um, my percentages are a little skewed, so I'm not going to give you exact percentages, but I will say that the majority of um, the people who responded said, hell yeah, they're taking their husband's last name. Um, but there were quite a few no's as well. Okay. <clears throat> I got 73% said, hell yeah. 27% said, nah. And one of them actually provided me with an explanation. Not saying that anybody's explanation isn't valid. It, I think it's all fun and games to say what you can do and what you would do. But one of my homegirls is married and didn't do it. <laughs> she told me why. Right. Um, so I have a couple of explanations as well. But go ahead and, and start us off. Okay. So I'll give you one of our followers. She's She is married. And she said, I'll go with the yes and then I'll go with my no. She said that she didn't take her husband's name legally. She is referenced by that last name at face value, but hasn't done it legally because it's a really tedious process. You have to change your name with everything. Mm -hmm. Wait for new cars and other other things. Like there isn't one application to send that out. Okay. You have to send them a copy of your Mm -hmm. marriage certificate. She said she probably will end up changing it, but it's most likely due to those technicalities as to why, you know, she hasn't legally changed her name, but she is referenced by mm-hmm. her, um, her la- by her husband's last name. And then I had one homegirl who said no, and she said, it's an identity thing for me personally. I've spent 28 years as her name, and I don't think I should have to change it. It's like becoming a different person. I like my name and prefer it. Um, my husband was very upset when I told him I didn't want to change it. I think he still hopes that I'll change it one day, but my name just rolls off the damn tongue. (laughs) She said, I also feel like if my husband isn't willing to change his name, why should I? It's 2018. Name changing is archaic AF. Most cultures don't do it. Just another way for the patriarchy to hold us down. Fuck that. Viva la last name. Her last name, bitch. (laughs) She's hilarious. <laughs> I didn't even that read that last is, part. But those were some of the responses that I got. So, yeah, I have a homegirl as well who um, decided not to legally change her name just because of that same tedious process. Um, some of the responses that I got, however, were um, more aligned with career and how advanced that woman was or was not um, in her career. And so a lot of the opinions were just kind of based on, depends on, you know, where I'm at in my life. Um, So I might hyphenate my name, but if I'm so far along in my career, I'm probably going to, you know, keep my maiden name. (laughs) 
we had we have a friend who responded and said unless she was going bankrupt and then let let her go ahead and start over. So at that point she's changing <laughs> her name. I but but um and for this particular friend, she was just saying that, you know, she already has businesses in her name. Um, so she may go by her married name and add the married, uh, excuse me, add the married name, but not still not drop her maiden name. Um, and so I saw a lot of that just kind of based on career level and what that looks like and just how established somebody is. And if that's what you're known as, and which we see that a lot today, you know, with a lot of celebrities and whatnot, like if they're already far long enough in their career, they're keeping their publicly you know they're keeping their maiden name and what they've been going by but um I didn't and then some people were just too. like some people were just like I'm just traditional in that way and so they look forward to the point in where they can take their husband's last name they have no problem doing it so what about you Kiana will I change my last name mm-hmm yeah, I probably will change my last name um, in hopes, though. It's really superficial. In hopes that they'll move me closer to the beginning of the alphabet. <laughs> so my shit won't keep being last. Because <laughs> my last name is all the way at the end of the alphabet. That's just annoying. <laughs> I just want to know what it feels like to be in the upper part oh, of the alphabet. Oh, my goodness. No, but I think that... Um, I don't even think it has anything to do with tradition for me. I feel like, you know, I want to have the same last name as my kids. Um, that's, my, you know, and I feel like, you know, that's my family. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So I feel like us sharing that name really signifies, you know, what our family will be. Whether it be just me and him, you know, in the beginning. And then, you know, our kids have those names. Like, I just feel like I want to take ownership of my family. And if that has to be with his last name, you know, I'm comfortable with that. I did hear that some women were just like, I don't want to be, they feel like it's archaic in the fact that they don't want to seem like they're property, you know? And I get that. However, I feel like if you feel like you property, babe, you got another issue besides that last name. Um, yeah. So, yeah, well, I'm, 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 I'm down for it. Somebody, somebody actually just brought up a good point. Um, and it's funny that we think about this too, though, but I know other people that have thought about it in this way as well. But somebody else just mentioned, like, um, it costs too much to change it back if you get divorced. And so that's something, of course, I don't think necessarily people should be thinking about because you're not thinking about divorce. But when it does get to that point, it's like, well, damn, now I got to change my name back because I don't want to keep that man's last name type of thing. But I know plenty of women who've gotten married and gotten divorced and have kept their married last name. That too, yeah. That too. Um, you know, but I, I wouldn't, for me, I wouldn't, I would try not to have that mindset. Right, right, right. That's not something I think most people think about going in to Yeah, marriage. I feel like that's more, that I feel like that's not giving your marriage a chance. And almost like it's it's worse than... The idea of what people think about prenups. Like, I feel like prenups, that's that's a business matter. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that's when you take away the love, the hope that the relationship will work. Like, that's just business. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But just to say, like, the marriage won't work and you're going to change your name back, just like... Right, uh, right, right. I don't know. 
I think really it was more so along the lines of the same tedious process of getting it changed. And if you do choose to change it back, because the reality of it is that that divorce does happen, you have to then go through that same tedious process and pay for that shit again. Right. Um, Girl, put it put it in your half when you get out. <laughs> right? Because I'm changing it back. <laughs> right. I'm going to change my name back. I don't know if I would change my name like most of my life that's what I've thought is like that's because that's just what you're quote-unquote supposed to do is change your last name um but I also don't have a to me I don't have a very common last name and because I don't want to have any children it's like I still want a name that will carry on so I have a feeling that I might hyphenate I might keep it it just kind of depends um so that's something I have thought about but for most of my life, like I said, it was just like you didn't. I didn't even really think about it because it seemed like the thing that you were supposed to do. Like when they tell you you're supposed to get married, have children, all of that, you change your name in the process. But I and don't I know. think it's easy to say like what you can't, what you will do, and what you won't do when it's just you. You know what I'm saying? Like it's so exactly. easy. To be like you know, I want my wedding this way. I want this song to be played. But it's like there's a whole other, other human being right, that that's in consider. this relationship. And if your husband really has an issue with you changing your last name, are you willing to forfeit your marriage to not change your name? Mm-hmm. Some people might be. Some people might be. I ain't. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm like, listen, you can change my name to Consuela if you want to my first oh my name. Lord. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not. <laughs> oh, damn. Not your first name. <laughs> It just, I just don't think it's that big. For me, it's not that big of a deal to sacrifice my marriage or, you know, start any issues with. But if somebody feel that strongly about, like, their family name, like, I respect it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it would come down to for me. Um, what if you don't like your husband's <laughs> or your future husband's name last night? <laughs> like, I know. I know. I know that's so petty. I know it's petty. I'm just throwing it out there because I've seen some people get stuck from like going from like a baker to let me not even throw anything out there before I offend anybody. But, you know, just go to something that, like your friend said, just rolls off the damn tongue. What if you don't like his last name? What you doing there? Right. Now you Courtney <laughs> Banana Sack. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not doing that. And you should know that I'm not doing that. He should want to change his last name. That's not in my lineage. That's no, (laughs) no. I think I would, I would, I would hope that I would hit the last name lottery and I will hope that, you know, they just move me up in alphabet, but whatever comes, comes. That's just how I am Mm -hmm. these days. Like come with me. Yes. Well, thank you, everybody, for your input and your responses to that. That was um, a fun one and an interesting one. And Kiana, I will have to tell you. Oh, wait. People don't. Let me tell you this before we switch real quick. Uh-uh. Yes. So one of our one of our one of my homeboys, he accidentally um, clicked no that he wouldn't change his name. But I was guessing that he was talking about his wife. And he's mm-hmm. married, and so I messaged mm-hmm. him back, and you know him too. I messaged him back, and I was like, "Can you expand on why?" And he said, for what? And I said, you voted. And you said, no. He said, I wish you would. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was so weak. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's hilarious. So some that men ain't is. having that shit. 
Right. Like, no, this is what's happening. Some men ain't having that shit. But yeah, we can um let's let's switch topics. It's all in the realm of things though. What have you decided which one you wanna do next? No, I'll let you decide. I picked the first one. Okay. This is a petty one. <laughs> and it's so be petty. Quick. I already know how you where you going. <laughs> But it was all in the same realm of, you know, or this theme that we're talking about today around marriage and whatnot, um, or this aspect of marriage. But I saw, and I can't see, like you said earlier, I wish you could find like what you tag people to, but I saw somebody post about, (laughs) would you, some, yeah, some absolute foolishness, um, would you accept a ring from your boyfriend he proposes to you would you accept that ring if you knew that he used that ring to propose to somebody before you essentially (laughs) hell no (laughs) i i am mostly confused that that is even a question like who would think that that is okay okay well let me tell you this if if she had a bad ring, you know, I might be like, you know what? Let me see it. <laughs> let me see it. <laughs> Listen, let's take it to the shop. <laughs> right, like, hold on. Let me see it. Let's go get it appraised. Let me make... Actually, I don't even need it to get appraised. As long as it look good and it feel good on me, like, let me... Let's... Let me think about this. Really if you won't tell, I won't tell. <laughs> that That's only is if hilarious. The ring, that is only if the ring is absolutely, I mean, just like bad. Bad. It's going to be an absolute no. It's going to, like, my thing is you shouldn't even attempt that. <laughs> like, you no, you shouldn't because that's just trash you. Right. You should have already just taken it back, whatever you needed to do. <laughs> Exchange it if that's a down payment for the next one for me. That's a, I don't want the same ring. Not the ring that's been on another woman's finger. Mm-mm. 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 You can keep it. Oh, wait. It. So, she also, okay, wait, wait. So, that changes the thing. So, let's say he had a, he bought a ring, right? Mm-hmm. And he never gave it to her. But uh, she liked the ring. But you uh, liked the ring. That's where I'm going. I didn't think about the chick actually, like, wearing the ring. She gave it back to him. Then I said, no, I don't care how bad the ring is. I'm thinking, like, he bought this ring. She never wore it. He never gave it to her. And then now he gave it to me. But, yeah, let's let's throw that in there. What you think? <laughs> uh, that's still... I mean, it's a little different. But I still feel like this ring that you got was not intended for me. Like, when you bought this, you had another woman in mind. Not me. So I think it's still gonna have to be a no. I'm gonna say this is a little backward space. I'm gonna say no and impossible. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh at goodness. first it was a hell no, but now I think about it. And if it's like pear shape, diamond encrusted all the way around. What? I'm not selling you no. I want that. <laughs> but <laughs> but if it's something raggedy and you gave it to that bra, no. No, 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 no. So yeah, it's no and impossible for me. All honesty. <laughs> that's that's all we can expect of you. But yeah, it's still, <laughs> it's still gonna be a no because you bought this ring with somebody else in mind. And what she likes may not be what I like. And so we're not even... 
again, we're not even going to run that risk. I think you even attempting it is still tacky as hell to me. That so. would be so funny. Imagine you talking to your dude and, you know, you, y'all you discussing rings. And he's like, you know, what kind of rings do you like? And he like, you know what? You remember my ex I told you I had? Her ring <laughs> is just like that. <laughs> Buy me another Her one. Ring was her ring was just like that. Babe, how about we save a little bit of money? I take you to Puerto Rico. And, you know, <laughs> forget it ever happened. Mm-mm. No. If, if they turned around and was like, you know what? And went to their drawer or something. I got something just like that. No. Dude, that would be so funny. I think every woman's mouth. Initially, I don't think anybody would say yes. I don't think anybody would say yes. That would be a, a hilarious... Like, that should be filmed somewhere. <laughs> uh-uh, uh-uh. Don't film me. Don't let me... That would piss out. a woman off quick. Off. And then she'd be like, uh, I kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be you. Talking about some. Well, now that I've had some time, <laughs> I thought about it. Mm-mm. No, thank you. Okay, so that was just my petty, my petty topic for the moment. I sent it to Kiana, and she was like, I don't even, she immediately called me. was like, I don't even know why you sent this shit to me. It was so disrespectful. And and now you like it, now you like it's a no and a possible. That's because I had some time to think about it. (laughs) I told you, you, initially, everybody's going to say hell no until they see that ring. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty, so we are moving on to, well, actually, I feel like this could go either way. Actually, no, I think we should start with um, what you text me about men leading the household and paying the rent. (laughs) Here we go. So... I sent Courtney a screenshot of something I saw on Facebook. And so I'll go ahead and share it with you all. And then, you know, Courtney and I will give you (laughs) our our thoughts. (laughs) So here it is. The husband is to pay the mortgage, bigger household bills, and the wife should make sure the home and children are well attended and kept intact. All of these new school rules of where 50-50 and splitting bills is complete nonsense. No real man is going to have you splitting bills. How can a man be the head of his house when he is not leading? And the only men, I'm emphasizing what the capital letters say, by the way. And Mm -hmm. the only men who would complain about this are ones who are not financially stable. Should your husband fall on hard times, a wife should be able and willing to pick up the pieces. But if he's the head, he needs to be the complete head. Head. Let's argue. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Oh goodness. There's just so much in this where I was just like, I get it. I hear you. I just I want to start <laughs> off by saying this. I do not think I do not think a man has to make more money than me to be the head of my household. Absolutely not. Let me say that. Because yep. my man is going to be my man regardless. And I'm going to respect him as my man. It does not matter what he's bringing home. Like, I just going to respect him as a man off off rip. You know what I'm saying? So, that I don't mm-hmm. think that, 
you saying like finances really equates what the leader in your house will be. You know what I'm saying? I look for leadership in different areas. I do think that finances can be a part of it, but it's not about who makes more and who makes less. Right. For me. I agree with I agree with that. And I think I think that's where it gets misconstrued about, you know, the whole head of the house is that <clears throat> excuse me, is is that it has to be solely on this idea that they bring in more money. That's not necessarily the case. And when I think of a man or a husband as a provider, I don't want you to do it because that's what society has been telling us that you that's what you're supposed to do and that's what um that's what the rule is and that's what you're obligated to do. I want you to do it because you want to. I want you to do it because you want to be that provider. You want to make me feel secure. You want to be the leader of the household. And everything else kind of falls into place for me. Does that you know what I'm saying? Like this this idea, I feel like this puts a lot of weight on the fact that the husband is expected to be the breadwinner and if we're honest at this point, at this day and age, that's not always the case. Like, <laughs> women are far more advanced than what they were 40 years ago, 60 years ago. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times, women, you know, women are the breadwinner, but that doesn't necessarily make them the head of the household just because they're bringing in more money. So let me let me ask you this. That even if the man isn't necessarily the breadwinner, do you still feel like he should cover the entire mortgage? Um, not necessarily, but if you can, yes. But I also think that it's something that is up to you and your partner. I don't, like, I have a hard time setting expectations for what the rest of society and everybody else's husbands are supposed to do. Like, I think that's for me to determine with with my significant other, with my partner. Um, but that goes back to my point about you. If that is the type of man you are and that's where you see yourself as a leader and you wanting to do that, I'm not necessarily going to get in your way of that. If you're like, because if somebody hit me up now and I say this all the time, I think I said this at the li- at the live show, like, let's go half on this rent. <laughs> like, cost of living is not cheap you know what I'm saying but I feel like there are other ways for you to be a leader in my life and a leader in the household um what I more so had a problem with in this statement is that the expectations that were set for the wife (laughs) that the wife should make sure the home and children are well attended and kept intact I don't even want children but I also feel like that is a duty of the husband (laughs) You know, um, I'll get back to, like, the man finance piece in a little bit, but I do have something to say about, like, the whole wife portion. I am a firm believer that, um, it's not even a firm believer. This is fact. (laughs) So fact. I ain't make no baby by myself. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not going, I'm not going to have the entire burden of raising a kid by myself. Now, I do understand realistically that a lot more responsibility is going to fall on me. As like the woman who it might be breastfeeding, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like there, mm-hmm. it naturally is is gonna fall on you, and I get mm-hmm. that. But there will never be a sense where I should feel like I'm raising my kid by myself. Right, you're not a babysitter. Yeah, I should never feel like I'm raising my kid by myself. But I also know, like like you said, like 
my man is my partner and the goals that we have for our family are the goals that we set within our you know our family parameters and I feel like that would be talked about and that would be established before you know say a baby comes into this earth <laughs> mm-hmm. because I just I don't I don't think that that's fair I don't think that it's fair at all but I do understand that naturally women will bear most of the work when it comes to children that's just that's right, just how right. that naturally that's how it goes right I agree. Um, But again, it's just that expectation. Like, because again, in this day and age, day and age, um, women are still working and being mothers. So why can't you work and be a father? (laughs) Like, no, there's not. Why can't you? Because you can. Right. (laughs) It's because you can. You you absolutely can. Because I just showed Um, you that you could yesterday. Right. And no, you can't breastfeed. (laughs) But what you can do, you can do. So, mm-mm. no, no, thank you. Um, in terms of like finances and paying the mortgage, like completely, I grew up in a household where my dad took care of all those major bills. Mm-hmm. I ideally, real talk, I would like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I think that when. I think that's just me looking at it from a single person's perspective. And once you get into a marriage and you get into a partnership, not just somebody that, you know, you're trying to split bills with and be roommates with, but like their goals set aside, there's goals set in place. Like right. if, if like, you're paying the mortgage, this? then, you know, who's taking care of the student loans? You know what I'm saying? Right. So exactly. it just, it, it has to be a strategic plan in your partnership and not necessarily looking at who's paying the mortgage, who's paying the bulk of the bills, but what are y'all two accomplishing together? This is not an individual, you know, race, what, what he's paying and what you're paying. Like this, we're a family, we're a unit. And so I do believe that you have to be strategic about that. However, I don't believe that all your money got to go in one pot (laughs) either. You know what I'm saying? Like you can be strategic in the goals that you do, but you know, I earn my money. I'm at work and it's just me. You ain't at work with me. And you go to work and it's just you. You know, if you want to spend your money a certain kind of way, I think that you should be able to do that. And I should be able to do that too. So Mm -hmm. there's just like, I think it just depends on the person and what their preferences are. And strategically, what can y'all accomplish together as a couple financially and not necessarily looking at us as somebody taking care of you. You know what I'm saying? Because if everybody's doing their part and making sure that they're giving... And that's another thing. Like people are like, you give fifty fifty. You give a hundred. You give a hundred. <laughs> I want you to right. always feel like you're trying to be my man. I want me to feel like I'm always trying to be your woman. And so, if y'all taking care of each other, then naturally the whole team wins. Like like Jay Z said, like the the family wins. Like nobody wins <laughs> if the family is feuding. If both of y'all have two different agendas, you know it's gonna be difficult for you to accomplish the agenda you know, that you set forth for your family. So I think that you you just have to be mindful of that. And those conversations can be tough, but like, hopefully, you know, you married this person because you're able to have these type of conversations and you're able to set these kind of goals and really agree agree and do them. Mm-hmm. And hopefully those are conversations that you had prior to saying I do. But I couldn't agree with you more where it's, it's less about just who's about paying what, but why and how are we paying everything? Like, you need to be very, very intentional about that because the fact of the matter is is that the mortgage is not the only bill that you have. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's not all that it is. There's so there's so much more that comes into that. 
you add in, like you said, the student loans, you add in the cost the car of children. notes. Y'all got two separate car All notes. Who paying for who car notes? The car notes, right. Right. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Um, so it's it's really to me, it's really about being intentional about how we are financially sound together. Because it's one thing and, and like you said earlier about um, you know, the name changes and all of that. This is coming from somebody who is, you know, single. So I can set these expectations of what we have or what I would like to see. And yes, I should have some of that in mind, of course, you know, of what I want in a partnership. Um, But you there's a whole another person that you have to consider. And so when it comes to finances, they may be a little further along than I am or vice versa. Um, And so we're going to have to hear each other out on that. And I may have been doing really well on my own. But when you account for somebody else, like you marry them, any debt that they have, <laughs> any loans that they have, any car notes that they have. And so you have to consider all of that. It's not as to me, it's just not as cut and dry as it used to be. I do be. have a question for you. Do you have any debt or any debt limit that's non-negotiable for you? <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to be honest. I don't know if I have considered a debt limit. Um I mean, I want to see the, I definitely want to see the receipts (laughs) before going into it because I know that that's something that I'm working on for myself. Um, Now, I know my student loan debt is just going, like, it's going to be there. Is it, of course, possible to get rid of? And so, of course, I mean, just like the credit people, you know, that's that's something that they're going to be a little bit more lenient about. It's going to be there. Now, they want their, Sally Mae wants her money every month, but that's some that's something else that you just take into consideration. So I don't know if I have a limit. That's not something that I've ever really thought about. But I do I like I want to see receipts. I want to know what's going okay. on. Okay. Like we need to be fully transparent about that. I do I don't mind student loans. Um I know that, you know, education costs. I do my um right. back pay child support. I do my <laughs> mm. I do mm-hmm. mind that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they if, you gotta understand like when when you're married to somebody who owes money on child support, if if you're married legally, mm-hmm. they ain't just coming for him, baby. Mm-hmm. They coming for they you. They coming for you. I I yeah, can't do that. We're gonna have you. to be um common law. <laughs> <laughs> right. I I, but that also says something too about who you are as a provider. Like what's yeah. happening here? <laughs> like why aren't you why aren't you financially taking care of that responsibility? And I understand because for for each man is different, um, and child support can be a very touchy subject. But I hear you when you know when you say that, like because these are these are things that you are going to have to take on as well as being married to this person. But I do understand, you know, with you know child support, some brothers fall on hard times, and I get it. Um, and so it's like, how okay, how can we work together to get you back right in that area? Because they're not coming for me. <laughs> like they, they are not taking me. Like that is that right there is your Yeah, I don't think that I would I don't think I'd be open to saying like what can we do to get you back? Like I can help you be strategic on how you can get back on track, but I ain't make those babies. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. <laughs> I did I'm not, not make them babies. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-mm. No, yeah, that's that's real though. That is very real. No, it's no not. Joke. Um, another thing, I'm not saying it's a non-negotiable for me, but it's like a yellow light. <laughs> not necessarily a green, <laughs> not really a red. I'm in the yellow. I'm very cautious. 
um, credit card debt. And I, I understand that everybody has credit card debt, but there's like credit card debt and then there's like astronomical credit card debt. You got to get that right. under control. We not we not gonna oh, we not gonna have like five hundred thousand dollars in credit card debt. I cannot. No. I literally no. cannot wrap my mind around that because I am very conscious when it comes to credit card debt. That is, I think I'm. It's like the boogeyman to me. I'm scared <laughs> of credit card debt. So um, mm-hmm. that's just something I feel like we could. Work on your strategy, how <laughs> we can get that lower, and then if we can get to a place where I feel comfortable with us, you know, joining in a partnership and help paying down to make sure that we're successful, then that's something that we can agree, agree upon probably like in the future time. But that's something that I'm just, that's not a non-negotiable for me, but I'm very cautious of that. Oh, absolutely. Very cautious. Agree. Um, those, you have to pay attention to those yeah. things. Like I said, I don't want to be like I said, I don't want to be blindsided. So I want the the starting point for me is I need the receipts. Have you ever filed for bankruptcy? Have you ever um and and I know people that have. I'm not saying that there's necessarily anything wrong with it. I just need to know. Like I need to know what I'm getting myself yeah, into. Absolutely. Um as being, you know, an attachment of you. And you know, um, um them others they file bankruptcy all the time. That's how they keep it. So don't be fooled. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm mm-hmm. trying to do it, but I'm just mm-hmm. saying that's how they get by. Don't 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 think it's all glamorous now. <laughs> and y'all know what I mean by them others. Anyway, I do have another question that's right. going to throw a wrench in this just a little bit. Could you marry? <laughs> I asked my friend this other day. This shit gets so real. Could you marry a rehabilitated oh, felon? Ooh, ooh. Ooh, yeah, you came out of left field with this because one. you know there's a lot of things to consider. Like they can't leave the country. <laughs> um, there's certain <laughs> jobs you know that still won't be available for them. Now they do have plenty of career opportunities for people who are felons, and you know they can go in an entrepreneurship you know track if they wish. But that still can cause a lot of strain on your relationship. But that person could be like a good man. Their life be rehabilitated, but it comes with certain restrictions, which it which in turn could restrict you. How do, how do you feel about that? You know, my first reaction was, well, what did he get caught <laughs> for? That's um, a good question. That, I, I'll be, that is, that's huge. Like, I need to know what that felony is. So, that's, that's a factor. Um, and then my second reaction was, it wasn't an outright No. However, then when you, you know, reminded me that then they can't leave the country. I'm like, <laughs> see? <laughs> so, petty, call it what you want, whatever. Um, that is something that I would have to think about. And so to not be able, it's not necessarily about me being selfish and that I like to travel, but that's a part of my life that I would like to share with my significant other. And if I can't do that, that does put a strain on the relationship. But I don't, I don't think that that would rule that person out altogether. Um, <laughs> this makes me laugh and you probably know why. Um, but I would, I'm going to just say this because you can never say never. That would not necessarily be, that's, a, that's of course not what I'm looking for, but I don't know the cards, all the cards that God has dealt for me. <laughs> so we going to see. I, mm, it, mm, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. It depends on. 
like I said, my first reaction was he got a felony for. That's where we started. Oh, geez. Could you? Oh, <laughs> that's tough. I mean, you know, on one hand, I do get that I don't want to be restricted. And But I, I've seen some men that really, like, have gone and changed their lives. And, you know, like, they have yes. really, like, they're rehabilitated. And that's what I mean. Like, I don't want, I don't want to say like a, a, a ex, a ex con, and somebody who hasn't been rehabilitated. There's a difference between a felon and somebody who's been rehabilitated. Right. And um, right, I just don't think that that distinction is often praised enough because that that does take some significant change. I just, I, I don't know. It does. <laughs> I don't. That's a tough. That's a tough question. Um, yeah. And I've seen and I've met those men that are rehabilitated, that they are doing well for themselves, that they have full on families, two and three kids, a wife, like, and, um, and is a provider and is successful. So like, I think you, you know, mentioned a really good point about like, you have to focus on that rehabilitated part. Um, because I mean, and this could really go down a whole different track, but I won't get on my soapbox or go on a tangent. But like to me, because that's what's supposed to be happening, and I think because oftentimes that's not what happens, is that these men are not rehabilitated. Is where you know you fall into some problems, but that's that's what should be happening, so that they can come back out into the real world and be a productive citizen again. Um, so you do have to praise those that are doing it and doing it well and the people that have supported them along the way. You it's know, tough. I just had a reality check when you just said that. And I I feel like it's unrealistically, I think it's unfair for me to say no. I think it's unfair for me to say no because mm-hmm. let's let's be clear, there were things that I was doing a while ago that I didn't get caught for and now I'm rehabilitated. <laughs> and that's just the truth that's just the truth and i think that right you know and i hate to be biblical but that's just my that's my moral compass and it's just like no sin is greater than the other and so what about them makes me feel like i'm any better to tell them just no yep and if it were me i would want somebody to do that for me and be able to see past that that's that's always like my guide like people are so quick to put somebody down and and not give somebody that second chance. And I understand, you know, there are boundaries, there are limits, and you have to you have to do what's right for you. But, like, when I think about it and I put myself or try to put myself emotionally in that person's shoes, it's like, if it was me, I would want somebody to at least consider, like, I don't want to, like, that person is not any less worthy of love just because they made a bad mistake, you know? Yeah. I will say, though, that... Or they got caught up I just something. feel like it's it's it's... It's a it's a yes with boundaries. Like I'm not gonna date a rehabilitated pedophile. I'm not gonna date a rehabilitated. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Like I think you exactly. have to use your better judgment. I think that goes without being said. But some people you just have to make that clear. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. within limits. I feel like within within limits within reason. You can't you can't have a successful Intrigued, relationship with a rehabilitated like, felon. Like I need to know you're not still doing this like don't be calling yourself rehabilitated right you're not you're not about to have me out here looking like phaedra (laughs) no that's exactly what i was thinking of too and now you went back Mm -mm. 
Is he out? Apo- Girl, I don't know what <laughs> Apollo is doing. I couldn't even think of that man's name. She got she got caught but up yes, in the finest. That was a good question. Mm-mm, I don't know how. No, thank you. No, thank you. Okay, so that Kiana, you was laying all the um questions on her. Yeah, I was ready today. So that sober mind. The last part of this, I know, right? I guess that does make a difference. The last part of this, um, and I saw this and I was like, damn, that's, that is so real. Um, a couple of our friends posted about um, this idea of your grandmother's 40, 50 year marriage and that those marriages are not goals just because they lasted that long so like if grandma had to deal with infidelities um children on the on the side um those types of things and those those are not goals like those are not relationship goals those are not marriage goals um and I think that you know of course comes from a time and I think we were kind of alluding to this earlier but comes from a time, a different time where that's what happened. Like all, all of those types of things were hush hush. Even stuff like domestic violence, like everything was low key because you kept family business at home like that. But to now at this point, you have people talking about marriage goals just because they've been married for 40, 50 years. Um, so I saw that and I was just like, that's a really good point. Like, I don't want to have my marriage be defined by these. Not that there aren't going to be hard times, but if that's what I have to endure for the course of 50 years, that's not goals to me, you know? (laughs) So, Kiana, I'm curious because you did tell me that you saw Mm -hmm. this, right? Um, What your reaction was when you first saw that? I mean, I understood it. I feel like people, a lot of people, and and, mm, let me... mm. (laughs) All right. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I feel mm-hmm. like you got to be careful with what you say. I feel like um, yeah. I, I understand that those are not goals, but I also understand that with my grandma staying there created a lineage for my family. You know what I'm saying? That we probably wouldn't have been able to yep. have. So I respect her for doing that in spite. For keeping exactly. that family unit. And yep. I'm not saying that those are my goals, but I'm saying I admire her for her diligence into saying it, something like that when she didn't have rights to leave and she didn't have employment, she didn't have an education. You know what I'm saying? So I think that that's one thing mm-hmm. to say that. But I also think that you would be remiss if you think that people aren't glorifying their current relationships based off the fact that they didn't stuck around through infidelity, cheating, babies, whatever. Like people still doing it present day. So don't sit there and tell me that. That was my and I'm just initial like, thought. It's it's so easy to you know hindsight is always twenty twenty. But if if you don't think that those are goals, then don't live that way now. Don't live that way now. Don't have yep. that man walk out on you twenty times, and then when he come back around and decide to mirror you, um, is love on top by Beyonce. You know what I'm saying? Like don't don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. So if if you don't want those to be goals. And like like you said, issue. I I really believe like you don't gotta drag me through the mud to love me. 
I'm a firm believer right. in that. Like you, you don't have to treat me like shit to love me. You don't have to cheat on me and come back to me to to know that I'm your rider. Like you don't got to do none of that stuff. You knew who I was before you did any of that. Mm-hmm. So I just feel mm-hmm. like you know you, you got amigos and you got to walk it like you talk it. <laughs> so. Oh you gosh. you really do like don't sit there and throw stones at these women who were pillars in families you know what i'm saying they didn't it's easy to say what you couldn't do back then when you didn't have those rights it's, e- it's easy to look at them yep. and be like you know you put up with the alcoholism and did that but like i don't got a job and my and my yo your granddaddy worked at four and he feeding 12 fit 12 kids you know, you mm-hmm. got a family of one and two now. Who was like, leaving? Where you going? Who was leaving with 12 kids? Where are you going? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So, I um, you got to put things into context. But, I mean, I understand what they're saying, but it's like, you you if you want to be that change, th- then you have to be that change. Like, you have to, you have to instill that in your current relationships. I I agree. That was one of my initial reactions too. Was just like that. That is still happening to this day. Like that. Some of this has. I not mean, remember changed. the conversation <laughs> like, we had with Kenji? He was like, I mean, because you know, like cheating is normal. And I said, not for me. Right. Not for <laughs> not me. Not for me. I don't do infidelity. But for but for some people like that 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 idea has not changed. Like that that is okay back from when that did happen like I don't have to deal with that but I also I guess kind of like my secondary reaction was like that it is a fine line so you do have the marriages that have lasted 40 50 plus years but then on the flip side don't act like we're not in an age where people give up at the drop of a yeah, dime they do. you know what I'm saying and and not necessarily because the marriage is hard but they didn't do what needed to work for that couple prior to I do. So, I mean, you have two extremes here. And so you really can't knock one or the other. And I get you don't have to settle and be in that type of relationship. You don't. You don't have to stick around for that. But what didn't you figure out prior to that relation or, you know, prior to that marriage where you're just now finding this out? Where because you can't tell me if he was cheating during your marriage that you didn't have some sort of signs while you were dating. You can't tell me that if he um, if he hit you during your marriage and this is not to belittle anybody that you didn't see some sort of signs of aggression. I'm not saying necessarily that the person hit you prior to but like you see these flags beforehand. And so but people are so in love with this idea of what marriage looks like based on social media and based on what they see for face value and everybody putting out here talking about relationship goals. Like, that's all you all see. And, Kian, I know we've talked about this, like, off the show, and I think even on the show, like, we've had multiple people, multiple people talk about, like, man, I just love such and such. You know, she looked up. She got the ring. She got married. Da, 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 da. You have no idea what it took for that woman to get there. Like, you have no idea what that couple worked through to get to this point so that they are happy and in a good and healthy marriage and relationship. Like, you cannot take this stuff for face value. I see a lot of people, even, like, one of the girls that we follow and we pass her stuff to each other. And I saw her post something today about somebody's marriage. And she was like, well, you know, you always have the option to leave. And I don't believe that, like, you don't have that. You don't have that luxury anymore. Unless that man is beating your ass, unless he is endangering your kids in your life, you got to try to work that out. 
You don't have the luxury of saying, you know what? I'm just really unhappy right now. We all go through spurts where we're really mm-hmm. unhappy right now. And that's going to happen whether you're with somebody or with or when you're not with somebody. But you mm-hmm. you made a you made a vow like this isn't your boyfriend or girlfriend. You can't pick up and go whenever you want to because you're not feeling well this month. Right. This is not a title subscription. Like you can't just cancel at any point. Like and like, granted, you do have that's the not right how to this walk works. Away, but I'm telling you that if you take marriage seriously, how you're supposed to, it it it's, it's a really small window of why you should leave. Exactly. And like you said, when it gets to a biblical point, there are very very few things in which you should leave for. Like, I'm not going to sit here and quote scripture to you because, first of all, I'm not going to be able to tell you the passage and all of that. But um, <laughs> it's a commitment, and it, it's not something that you go into lightly. And, again, I think you have to consider the context and the time. Um, it's different, but I, I guess I, do, I don't want to see stuff like this when you have people leaving willy-nilly. You don't want a 40-, 50-year relationship when you get married for two years divorcing dating somebody else marrying for another five divorcing that's not what you want you want to date <laughs> you want to be a serial dater and just do that that's that's not commitment that's not marriage to me yeah it's not so but but you know who am I? i'm just a single girl talking about aspirations of marriage so <laughs> right <laughs> take my shit with a grain of salt until i get it <laughs> but that's and I'll tell you how Right, and I'll let then. you know that when but I come home, then. you piss me off. I'm like, I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just playing whoever you are, whenever you are, I go leave that. <laughs> right. I'm not. Until then, though, no. you know, if you got a brother or cousin, I'll let you, girl. All right, so... Yeah, that's how we feel on that. We had a lot of heavy conversation this week about so many different aspects of marriage or getting to marriage. Shout out to Kiana for throwing in the random ass questions, tough questions. They were dope. That I was not expecting. They were. They were some good ones. Thank you. Um, (laughs) They were. Had had me thinking for real. Like, mm. And really on the spot too because I'm like, I wasn't ready to share all of this with people. No, it really wasn't that deep. But so yeah, that was that was a pretty good conversation. I think that was a good one for our first episode back since the live show. Yeah, give y'all some um, meat. Yeah. So I think we have a couple of things to look forward to. Um, we have a couple of guests that we would like to do. Within the next couple of shows um, or next few shows. So be excited about that. I think we have like two or three different topics in the queue of what we want to talk about. Yeah. So I'm excited for those things coming up. Um, Other than that, Kiana, do you have any brunch spots for the week? Um, Yes. I went to, okay, so this is a place I normally happy hour at, and then I stumble in there for brunch one Sunday, and it's a place in Nashville called Cinema, and so the concept of Cinema is actually pretty cool. Like, it's an old movie theater, and they've changed it into, like, a restaurant, a two-floor restaurant. One part is, like, 
reserved for like a bar and like private rooms downstairs like the full-blown restaurant and like wine stuff whatever but it's super it's super cute they play movies all day long on like the old you know like movie projection screen and um Mm -hmm. it's black owned but it doesn't feel like it (laughs) because normally black people really don't patron there but um the owner's super cool i've met him a few times he fine too um (laughs) (laughs) the owner's super cool young african-american guy just like killing the shit you know what i'm saying like just just doing his thing so it's really cool to meet people who are just like established here in nashville and making a name for themselves and the brunch all the food by the way is just off the chain but the brunch was crazy courtney like you went downstairs and like the brunch is on two floors like it's an omelet station it's a salad bar it's like um you get plates that they can bring out to you which is like the cheese grits the specialty french toast and waffles it was just off the chain we have to go um when you come back and it was affordable Super affordable, plus bottomless okay. mimosas. All right, there it is. So check out Cinema. That's what I like to hear. Um, my brunch spot this week is. Um, so if you guys remember, like back in January, Brunch Plus Beats hosted um, an event at well their monthly event, which is now weekly at Rehab Tavern here in Columbus. Um, rehab the bar itself does not necessarily serve brunch but they have people that come in and cook and when I went a couple of weeks ago they had a place called sweet treats and savory eats and Mm -hmm. it was so good Um, so shout out to rehab for I think what they do is um, between rehab and the brunch plus beats the person that puts that on they partner with different like restaurants to kind of come in and you know provide the brunch for that day um, so sweet treats um, and savory eats was there, and I really appreciated them as always. Anybody that um, offers a vegetarian option and it actually tastes good, um, so it was pretty bomb. It was kind of like this open faced shell of a taco type thing, but like brunch style. So it's really hard for me to explain. But it was like cheese, peppers. It was awesome. Um, so shout out to them and just FYI, Brunch Plus Beats is happening now every Sunday here in Columbus at Rehab Tavern. It used Tavern. It used to be um, once a month, Look but at them. they are really starting. Yeah, they're really starting to grow, and we had an awesome time uh, this time around. So shout out to Rehab and Brunch Plus Beats for that partnership. Oh, Who dope. are you giving your tip to this week? I am giving my tip to two people this week. First, my first tip, my first tip is going to go out to Sarah Jakes Roberts. She has a podcast called um, Woman Evolve. Um, If you have not heard this podcast, it is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, She just does a really good job at, you know, having a Christian podcast, but it's just so relatable. She's just such a relatable person. Um, I would check that out. So I will give her a 20% tip. And then my other tip is going to go to none other than Miguel, the singer. Um, I went to his concert and he puts on a hell of a show. And I mean, like he performed 
two plus hours nonstop, no intermission. Like he was phenomenal. His vocals are amazing, and McGill is absolutely one of my favorite artists. So I'm gonna give McGill like a forty percent tip, even though he really got some of my oh, coins. Wow. So I love McGill, and so those are, those are my tips. Who are your tips for? My um, tip, or actually lack thereof, this week goes to uh, the state of Louisiana for not charging the two um, officers in the shootings of Alton, Alton Sterling. Um, the shit is just getting very exhausting. <laughs> like, uh, you know, we are bombarded with black men and black bodies continuing to be shot and killed and murdered at the hands of police um, and no justice is being served and I think just in light of everything that is going on lately around this subject of gun violence and the school shootings um, our voices can get lost in this because we have been talking about this for years like years and decades on end and so my lack of tip goes to the state of Louisiana for that um and I think was it last week I was gonna say earlier this week but it's only Tuesday but I think last week they found out that um the person I can't remember the person's name in Cincinnati so forgive me but the cop in Cincinnati oh yeah also did not get charged um so I'm just over the bullshit and I'm really trying to you know kind of press forward and figure out how we move forward in this and do my part to be a part of the movement um but you know the shit is just getting really tired so that's who my uh tip is not going to this you know week. i was really frustrated by that earlier and <laughs> it's just it just it, it's mind-boggling the fact that we have we it's an issue that our voices aren't being heard unless they're met with white voices but our voices yep. still matter despite the fact that we have white supporters or not white allies or not because despite the fact that we do have and don't don't get it twisted a sprinkle of white allies like that shit's not working it's not working nothing we're doing is working mm -hmm. y'all not paying attention and it's not that it's not working what we're doing or what we're saying is not valid it's the fact and it's blatant that you don't give a fuck mm -hmm. because this has been happening mm -hmm. For decades and decades and decades. Mm -hmm. Like y'all are the same people who enslaved us. Y'all are the same people who kidnapped us. Y'all are the same people who hung us. Y'all are the same people who who host us with with, with fire um, extinguishers. Like let's not forget we're asking the same shit from the people who did the shit to us. They're not going to do exactly. it. Exactly. They're not going to do it. And so, you know, it's just and important that we just, we got to come together. We have and, and to. And don't get it twisted either that... Um, and my friend was making a really good point. He went on a tangent on um, Facebook, uh, a much needed tangent though. But like, like don't get it twisted. If something were to happen to me, um, yes, I would call the police because that's who I'm supposed to call. But just also know that in the same breath and in the same token, I do not forget for a second that um, for years there have been KKK members that have been in blue that <laughs> were serving their cities in these same colors so like yes they're supposed to be the people that protect us so yes that's that's who i have to call but if i'm out on the street or if my brothers are out on the street or if my nephew is out on the street i am more worried that they will be shot by the police 
than anybody else at this point. So I'm just not here for it. I'm just not here for um, this this form of justice system where we are still just three-fifths. It is tiring. It is exhausting. Um, and and I'm, I'm just ready for something new. And that's why I was just like, I, I, I'm taking ownership in that. I need to figure out what, what my part is going to be in this because um, voices need to be heard. And as frustrating as it is that, you know, our voices don't get heard unless we have a white ally with us, um, I'm also not going to turn that away because, it, like you said, we, we have to do this together. We have, because this is not just my problem. This is a societal problem that needs to be that needs to be tackled at all fronts. But that's all I got. <clears throat> and and I'm gonna leave on this note just because I always make it clear. I just always want to make this point. Those that outpouring the thing is like the the reason why I hold on tight to this is because you are saying something and not representing it. If you are gonna be a feminist, that means yeah. equality for everybody. You understand? That yeah. that means equality for everybody, not just white women. So listen here, white white women. <laughs> when you are out, because <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm gonna say something else. Listen here, white women. When you're out there marching, saying that you yep. are a feminist and you're not showing up for us, just sit your ass down. Period. Just right. sit down. Period. Because you're not a feminist. You aren't what you're saying that you are. And so I challenge you. Those same white women that so that care so much to go out in the middle of the streets and march for women rights. And say that they're feminists. Send these fucking posts to them because they feel so they feel so inclined to feel charged to do this work. Then make them do the work. Right. Make them do the work. No, I agree. Like if you're gonna do it, you got to do it across the board. And Period. So I got to get off this soapbox because that would be. We we could be here forever, we, but that could be another topic for another day. Just know that that's where we stand on that. <laughs> so <laughs> that's yeah. <my> two cents. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all don't forget to follow us on our social media sites. <laughs> right. Um, you can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Don't forget to rate and review us. Also, follow us on social media. We have a brand new Facebook page. So follow. Is it B Loves Brunch? Is the page is actually Bitches Love Brunch. Bitches Love Brunch. Just kidding. Just <laughs> wanted to see how on it you guys were and then you can find us on instagram at bitches double underscore loves love underscore brunch so hit us up all right y'all catch you in a couple weeks